Hey Paradise people! I'm Bella Rooney and welcome back to a special episode of Protecting Paradise. I'm buzzing because I got to chat with Claire Hughes, Jenny Wardman and Ollie Rush about the upcoming Grand Swim fundraiser for Plastic Free Cayman. Claire founded Plastic Free Cayman back in 2017 after watching the documentary A Plastic Ocean and seeing just how close to home the plastic crisis is here on our islands. Heaven knows what the state of our beaches would be without her. Her amazing efforts have since expanded and PFC has become a vital part of the community with monthly cleanups, educational programs, and the 345 Pledge, which helps to spread awareness about plastic pollution on our island. After attending many a beach cleanup, Jen joined the team. Jen's an avid plastic collector with a degree in environmental science and a deep passion for combating the impacts humans are having on our ecosystems. When asking Claire what could she do to help further with this project, she was told to write a rap about plastic. And she's done just that. So keep your ears open for its release at the closing ceremony of the Grand Swim. Ollie is an environmental campaigner, swimmer, and plastic pollution destroyer. After already completing two major swims in his life, one a 62.1 mile swim in 10 days along the Jurassic Coast, the other a record-breaking 60 mile swim around the Isle of Wight in only 15 hours and 9 minutes, Ollie has now decided it's time to break another record and take the plunge into our emerald waters for a non-stop 65 mile swim around Grand Cayman hoping to raise money and awareness for Plastic Free Cayman. How freaking cool is he? But anyway, enough of my excited babbling. Let's dive on in and find out what it's all about from our amazing guests. Hi guys, how are you today? Morning, Bella. Good morning. Hello, hello. How was your big swim this morning, Ollie? <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm. St- I think I'm still in swim mode now. My body's still swimming up and down the pool. It was okay. It was. Um. It was a long swim. It's five hours, which is the longest swim I've done. Um. For a, a little while. So it was. Um. Yeah. In a 25 meter pool, it's a bit of a struggle. It's more of a a mental challenge and a physical one, to be honest. But it was done. It's ticked off and ready for the next one <laughs> tomorrow morning. Amazing. Tomorrow, my gosh! And this is all in preparation for the grand swim, which is what we're here to talk about today. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I've got a a training plan which has been written out uh, for me by uh, some awesome swimmers. We've all sort of grouped together and had a look at previous swims and what I've done before and what other people have done. Um, And we've uh, written a big training program down. So, yeah, it's, it's all part of that. Um, just sort of tapering up for the for the big event in May. Well, that's sixty five miles. That's insane. And what is it all for? What What are we raising the money for? What's What's the motivation behind it? Um, I guess I'm answering that. So for me, it's you know raising awareness about plastic pollution. Um, you know that's the thing. Is although it's a massive swim, I think I said this about my last swim. It's the biggest swim I've ever done. That's nothing about nothing to do with swimming. It's all about making people think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that shock and awe. You know, someone's prepared to swim 65 miles, 30 hours um, overnight. Very, it's going to be very, very difficult swim. Um, it's going to take me to places I've never been before, I'm sure. And yeah, it's all about raising awareness about plastic pollution. And at the same time, through doing that, hopefully raise an awesome amount of money for Plastic Free Cayman, which is a big, big drive as well, because they're doing such a fantastic job out there. So That's insane. And that's, is that around our island? Is that the idea? 
Yeah, absolutely. So round the entire island of Grand Cayman, I, I call it Cayman, Cayman. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm so excited. And that, to be honest, every time I say that and, and go back to the fact it is a 30-hour swim, it sinks in um, to how much preparation and um, support and, and generosity. And, you know, people giving up their time, we're going to need a lot of help with this swim. Um, planning's coming on well, but it's in the early stages. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I speak for everyone when I say the whole team is really excited about it. So this is huge. So what's your background? I mean, are you a swimmer? Is that your thing? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So I was a competitive swimmer when I was younger. I started swimming at a very uh, young age. I mean, even before that, I was, you know, we were always on holiday. It was always on the coast, um, grew up around the water. Mum was a, a water baby. I like using that word. And then I, I guess it kind of, it, it rubbed off on me. And yeah, I was a competitive swimmer. So I swam competitively for a little uh, club called Ferndown Otters, where I'm from. Um in England, Dorset. And yeah, I got to quite a, quite a good level, competitive. Um, but that was obviously more sprinting, um, short distance stuff. Um, and I got to about 14 or 15. And I think, you know, as, as what happens to a lot of competitive swimmers when you get to that age, you're going through a lot of changes. And unfortunately, I sort of drifted away from swimming for a few years. And then more recently, you know, the last sort of five years, I've been taking it seriously again um, and sort of realized I've got this quite efficient almost lazy to be honest um stroke which gets me around these big islands <laughs> that's nuts okay so i saw on your instagram that you're pretty much obsessed with plastic and you're called project planet i love that name that's great so this is something that you do in the uk as well so what makes you so passionate about it yeah so again it comes back to i mean it's really I absolutely love the ocean. Um, I've always and water generally, and I've always been around the ocean. And I think it kind of stemmed. Um, it kind of all came to a head for me when I went down to this beautiful spot um, called Chapman's Pool, which is local to me. It's about half an hour's drive, and I went down there. And I just I had a day off work. I thought I'll go down there, and I walked. I was walking around, and there'd been a storm the day before, and the amount of plastic that was washing up on the beach. And with every wave just shocked me. And I did, I got really emotional and mm. I thought, what can I do about it on a practical level? You know, we can all, there's so many things I think in, in this world that are, are horrendous, especially at the moment. Um, and this is something I can, I feel I can make an impact for on, uh, on a practical scale. Um, you can see the effect, you know, there's a lot of things like global warming, other things like that, which people can sort of deny, but there's no denying plastic pollution. It's in front of your eyes. It washes up. You can walk along any beach, even if it looks clean. If you take a, a proper look in the sand, you're going to find bits of plastic. So it just shocked me. And I thought, oh no, I'm going to do something about this. And it's sort of, yeah, it's grown from that um, to what it is now, which is me deciding it's a good idea to do these big, crazy swims. <laughs> That's amazing. So how did you get in touch with Plastic Free Cayman? I'm curious. Yeah, so I've got my friend Jen, who we're going to speak to shortly. Um, she lives out in Cayman, and um, I've been following Plastic Free Cayman for a long time. And yeah, basically dropped a message to Jen and said, "Do you think it, do you think it's something we can put together for me to come out and swim around?" Um, and it's gone from there, really. And then yeah, become friends, and we're all sort of planning it together. Thankfully, they're doing a lot of the admin work because I might be good at swimming, but I'm not very good at the admin side of things. So they're sort of taking care of that, which is amazing. Oh, and we'll do our absolute best yeah. to make sure we smash that out of the park. <laughs> I cannot, cannot wait. So if we're raising money for Plastic Free Cayman, that means that there's a real need for Plastic Free Cayman, right? On our island. And so I'm just wondering, 
what the current state of our pollution, plastic pollution here is in Cayman? Well, I think you've only got to visit the beaches or even drive around the streets to see uh, the state of plastic uh, pollution. I mean, my story is very similar to Ollie's as far as I uh, started Plastic Free Cayman back in 2017. We got nonprofit status in 2018 and we're, we're volunteer-based, 100% volunteer-based. And just as Ollie said, when he saw how bad it was, just a really need and a passion to do something about it. And so, you know, we've petitioned for a single-use plastic ban and we do monthly cleanups. So the cleanups are the main thing. We've done a monthly cleanup since 2017, since I think September 2017, we've had a monthly cleanup. And yeah, I mean, plastic is just, it's everywhere and it's its horrific. Uh, you know, it's a danger to ourselves. It's a danger to wildlife. It looks horrible. You know, we're an island that we are absolutely stunningly beautiful beaches, best beaches, a top 10 beach in the world. And we get plastic and it's not often where the tourists go as well. So Seven Mile Beach doesn't often get plastic. It's the other beaches. So, yeah, uh, very much a need to uh, to continue these cleanups. Really, we'd like to see um, more cleanups happening and we'd like to see more education, more outreach. And this is why when they suggested, you know, raising some money, doing this this big, big epic swim, uh, we were absolutely said brilliant. That would be fantastic because we'd like to be able to employ a couple of people for Plastic Free Cayman. That's so, so cool to have actual people working on it, which is a job that you would think should be a government run <laughs> situation <laughs> to say nicely. Um, but you guys are doing it and we're so grateful for that. And so the plastic that we see, I'm always curious, do you think it comes more in from the sea or is it a mixture of land, um, unawareness of plastic pollution on our land or is it rolling in on the tide? So a lot of it comes from um, the ocean plastic and that's why it's so concerning because no matter how often you clean the beaches, they are going to need doing the next week um, because of all this tidal plastic. Um, a lot of it comes from Jamaica, Honduras, Haiti, especially after a big storm. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I feel like Cayman should be a leader in a plastic-free revolution is because... I believe even for a small country, it has a big influence mm -hmm. in the Caribbean. And if we can get our government to do the right thing, then I feel like the other gov governments will follow. Um, yet beach, cl beach cleanups will still need to continue. If plastic got banned tomorrow, I do believe that for the next 20, 30 years, we'd still need to be doing beach cleanups, but it should definitely be a government priority. This place is a paradise, yet every single beach that you go to on the southeast and north side is completely covered in plastic. And it, it confuses me as to why this is not a priority for the government. Right. And that plastic ban that um, ban, uh, you mentioned, Claire, what is the current, where are we sitting with that? Because I remember reading lots about it and now it's kind of just trickled. Away. Yeah, there's a joke about being on island time and this is crazy island time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, back in 2017, um, I actually personally petitioned um, the government back then to have a single use plastic ban and um the government was just changing then. So we got a new government in 2018. And so then it was just like a long slog. We had plenty of meetings. We had um, steering committees. Um, 
basically we were, we were getting there and then the pandemic hit and um, that obviously delayed things very much so. And then uh, obviously we all saw a big increase in single-use plastic, not just from testing kits and medical waste, masks, gloves, but also um, just everything just seems to be wrapped and double wrapped in plastic. Mm. So, you know, I mean, we weren't allowed to take our reusable bags to the supermarkets. Mm. Uh, we had to use back to single-use bags, although I still I still was proud of myself. I still refused. I was like, nope, I'm going to put every single item from the checkout into the trolley. I don't need a plastic bag. Um, so, so yeah, we still, I mean, we're very hopeful. We're hoping that um, the Premier, Mr. Panson, he's very passionate about the environment, but it's, it, as Jen said, it should be a priority and it's, it's not been. So we're very much hoping now things are calming down with the pandemic that this will get a kickstart and we're going to keep putting pressure on the government and the youth are putting pressure on as well. So we're going to, we're not going to give up. So I love that. That's brilliant. And that's good too, because I feel like sometimes it's overwhelming when you see, you know, you clean a beach, it looks beautiful. You come back a week later and you have to start from zero, right? You have to start from let's go again. Let's do it all again. So what are, what, what are your tips for maybe solving the problem? One side of the problem from our end of what we put into the environment, what are your top tips for living a more plastic free life? Jen, you want Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Give me Absolutely. Okay. I mean, from a perspective of when you get to do the beach cleans, when you actually see with your eyeballs <laughs> what products you use and then seeing them on the beach, that's what really changed things for me. That means that when I'm in the supermarket, I'm identifying what products I see most of on the beach and I avoid them. Mm. And I have got my, I have got a, com a complete range of uh, stainless steel insulated bottles that I will take with me absolutely everywhere because it is a nightmare of mine to get caught short and be thirsty and not have a container of water in my vehicle. That's something I do every single day, no matter where I'm going. Um, taking a, a reusable cup to a coffee shop, obviously a lot of those cups are cardboard, but they're still lined with plastic. Um, it's just about being conscious of your own consumption. And I honestly think that getting out and doing a beach clean and seeing it there with your own eyes, it really brings it, to, it, brings it home and it's in that supermarket situation, that's where you need to be thinking glass instead of plastic. And then you get to use your glass jars to store your dry goods in at home. What could be better? Yeah, I mean, one thing, the Kamanians are very, very resourceful. I mean, it's a seafaring country and, you know, things did wash up on the beach and they used them and it was almost like treasure. So, um, you know, the thatch bags, for example, you know, silver thatch being the, the national, the national mm. tree. So, you know, just going back really, you know, 50, 60 years, even less than that, and just really being resourceful and, and reusing things. We've got, we're so fast paced nowadays, but as Jen said, just some simple things. I mean, we, we also created a, what's called a three, four, five pledge, um, which we have on our website. So plasticfreecayman.com uh, slash three, four, five pledge. And that gives 10 ideas of what as an individual you can do. Um, one of which is, is a bamboo toothbrush because we see so many toothbrushes washing up on the beach and then your reusable bottle or reusable cup as Jen said um and just basically you know now we're you know remember our keys remember our phone we have often come back for a mask mm. and so you know why can't we remember our reusables come back you know remember your reusable bottle um or keep your reusable bags in the car some some simple things 
Um, but it's also going to take governments to change policies. It's going to take individual change and it's going to take businesses. And until that really happens, um, you know, the, the, we've got to turn off the tap. And as Jen said, it's still going to take a lot of cleaning up to do. But there are big companies also doing cleanups. We've got the Ocean Cleanup. Mm-hmm. And Team, Team C's just raised, uh, uh, Mr. Beast and Mark Rober just raised a lot, $30 million for uh, the ocean cleanup. And we're hoping actually to see an impact here in Cayman because they've put these barriers uh, at the river mouths in Jamaica and in Dominican Republic. And we do get a lot of trash washing up from Jamaica and Haiti and Dominican Republic. So, you know, things are happening. It, it is There's a lot to feel positive about, especially, you know, in our negative world at the moment. Yeah, I had no idea about that, actually. I knew, uh, I knew about the cleanup, but I didn't know about the blocks. That's brilliant. Oh, fingers crossed that that comes our way. Ollie, do you, Ollie, do you have any little tips and tricks that you like to do in the UK? Yeah. So I was sat here all quiet trying to get away with that one. But no, absolutely. I mean, again, try, we try and avoid as much plastic as we can, to be honest, um, in the first place. That's, that's the way forward, I think as well. I don't know how it works out there with recycling, but certainly here, um, there, there is really good recycling schemes. And I'll, I'll always say that recycling is not the answer, but until we've got a better solution, it's very important to do that and to do that as, as well as we can. So just really separate all of the stuff because um, we can recycle most things over here. There's a scheme called TerraCycle as well, um, which actually we can recycle like even the plastic films and stuff so i've got in the in the kitchen i'm a little bit obsessive about it i think <laughs> um but even like the films that you know your kale or whatever comes in almost everything in the supermarket now unfortunately is wrapped in plastic which like claire said we're, we're all trying to get that to be be changed but so bits like that can be recycled as well so it's just trying to avoid it in the first place if you do have to buy it try and dispose of it correctly or recycle it where, where possible. So I think that would be the only thing to add. Yeah. And all small efforts count, right? Even if you think, oh, me putting the effort in today, isn't going to make a difference. It does because it all adds up. And it's so important for people to have that optimism that you can make a difference just by changing little things in your everyday life. Right. Okay. Yeah, guys, 100%. I'm so- I'm so excited about this swim. So let's get the details of it. So when's, what's, what's the date? Do you have a day planned? Uh, are you starting from a certain beach? Where can we go to donate? Where can we go for updates? <laughs> so all of that is difficult to answer. So we haven't got an exact date. We've got May. It's going to be mid to the end of May. So I'm going to come out in May. Awesome. Um, and we're basically going to look at the best weather window the best tides um, and, and go through with the team, try and work out what the exact date is. So, so I would say best guess is going to be third week of, of May. Um, cool. as, as start and finish is undecided at the moment. We're trying to work out there's, there's areas around the island. I don't really want to be swimming at night um, mm. for safety. So we're looking at that in a minute. So that's undecided. Um, we also, as, just to jump in there, we do also really want those um, seven mile beach sunset finish line pictures. Oh. So we've got we've got to balance safety and also Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we might we might have to chat about that. Even if I have to drive, we have to bring me back round or something. But yeah, it would be lovely to start on seven mile beach, obviously. But we'll we'll look at that. We'll we'll chat with the team, and discuss. Jen's Jen's got that decided in her head already. <laughs> And where can we donate? Because this is this is a charity swim. So where can we donate for this? So I'm not sure if there's a link yet on Plastic Free Cayman website, Claire, is there? Or 
Um, no, we've got so we've got a GoFundMe page that's UK based. Yeah, and and then basically donation just uh, via Plastic Free Cayman, um, Plastic Free Cayman at Gmail or just on our socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Um, just to drop us a message, we have had some donations coming in from local businesses, so that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, really? and then we're hoping when Ollie's here, it'll it'll ramp up a little bit more because we mm. say so we want to raise a lot of money to be able to. Uh, kickstart a paid position for Plastic Free Cayman. Yeah, we shall ra- definitely rally round once I get there. And yeah, the GoFundMe page, if anyone wants to donate to that, they can find that on my Instagram, which is just Project Planet and the link's in the bio for the GoFundMe page. Okay, perfect. Okay, thank you guys so much for talking to me about this today. I cannot wait for it. And I can't wait to meet you, Ollie, and cheer you on and see you Oh, sweat. it's so exciting. <laughs> yes. It's so wonderful. Thank you. Plastic Free Cayman for everything you guys do for this island. I I don't know where we would be without you. And I hope that this gets you a permanent spot and you have permanent people and permanent and it just explodes because it's going to be amazing. So thank you guys so much. I'll see Thanks, you soon. Thanks, Thank you, Bella. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very Bye. much. A big thank you again to Claire, Jen, and Ollie for coming on the podcast and sharing more about this amazing fundraiser. We wish the absolute best of luck to Ollie on his training, and I cannot wait for May. Further information about the Grand Swim can be found on the Plastic Free Cayman website, and a link to the sponsors page will be in the show notes of today's episode. Follow Plastic Free Cayman and Project Planet on Instagram for updates, and I'll talk to you next time. Toodles! Script by Bella Rooney, music and sound by James Brake.